Dangerous to Go Alone is a member of the Broken Jars Broadcasting Network. Visit brokenjars.xyz to check out all of our amazing content. Welcome to this week's episode of Dangerous to Go Alone. I'm Jay Ray, and when I was seven, I got hit in the face with a boomerang. And my name's Amanda, and I was the first kid out in my second grade spelling bee. Wow. <laughs> Just... Childhood failure across the board is what Childhood what failure. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Did you hit yourself in the face of that boomerang? No, my dad used to work at a gun shop. Oh, God. And um, I guess I had visited him a couple times, and I saw that they sold boomerangs there. And I said I wanted one because I didn't know anything about boomerangs other than what cartoons had. Sure. So you throw it and it comes back to you. That's it. Yeah, of course. So I was like, great. So he bought me one, <laughs> a big orange one. Um, I came home one day and he was throwing it outside in like the cul-de-sac area where we lived so i ran next to him and he's like don't stare at it and i didn't understand what that meant i was like how would that affect anything you idiot so i'm staring at it and he's like don't look at it and i'm staring at it and the thing comes right at my face and pegs me in the nose wow um and i had a scar for a long time yeah so amanda's inspecting my nose right now it was right here by the nostril you could feel it go ahead put your finger there there you go oh my god so weird yeah i never noticed that um, Haven't spent a whole lot of time touching your nostrils before. That's true. But, um, so, the, so my dad carried me inside and we put bandages all over my face or whatever. And then the next morning he was, he threw it. So I can't explain specifically where I lived. It's very weird, but the backyard was like over a canyon. Okay. So my dad threw the boomerang into the canyon to get rid of it. And I was next to him and he threw it and I sprinted inside and ran into the screen door. Oh my god. Because I was afraid of You're the afraid boomerang. It was going to come back. Yeah. I didn't understand how they worked. That is so funny. He didn't want me to look at it because he thought I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> right. So that's what it was. Anyways. Oh man. Great story. So we're coming back uh, to talk about video games this week. Um, essentially, what Amanda had proposed is that video games have changed drastically since their original inception, which is a no brainer. Makes sense. We're not saying anything revelatory, but because of that, we kind of engage with video games in a way that we didn't use to before. Um, So before we dive into that, because I think we'll kind of naturally hit on where video games are today, we'll kind of start with like, say your favorite video game from back in the day and then how you played it. I mean, how far back are we talking about? Something memorable. I mean, obviously, the most memorable game of my childhood was definitely The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time for the Nintendo 64. And that is a, a what kind of game? What do you mean? I've never heard of that game. Before. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's kind of a boring answer. I, I feel like I to really go back to like the first games I ever really played, the first system I ever really spent a lot of time with, with was the original NES. Um in which my mom and I used to play. We played a lot of Dr. Mario. I mm. played a lot of the original Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers 2. I didn't really play Super Mario Brothers 3. I don't know why. Um, we had Paperboy. But my mom and I spent a lot of time playing this game called Mickey Mouse Capades. Okay. And this game was fucking impossible. It was like one of those games. Like, it was just fucking impossible. And me and my mom would play, like, all the time. Because mm. I, I so wanted to, like... And I swear to God, we probably never even got to the third level. Like, right. it was, like, one of these, like, terribly impossible games. I would love to try it again as an adult to see, like, how hard it really was. Um, but it's interesting... Uh, so when you're talking about how we used to play these things, we used to play them in short bursts and start from the beginning and play the first couple levels and then turn it off. <laughs> right, right. Well, you because know? saving like was a, hard, too. Like yeah. Some games didn't even do it. 
Yeah, Mickey Mouse Capades didn't have a save feature. I mean, I remember, like, I think it was like Lion King and Aladdin, one of those Disney side scrollers. They gave you, like, All level codes. All those games codes. were impossible. Yeah, they did right. give you level codes. So you didn't save anyone. Yeah, I had Aladdin for the SNES, and that had a mm. level code. Yeah. Um, that game's a lot of fun, actually. Anyway, sorry. Side note. Okay. All right. But so, yeah, so you play them a bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, only the same parts over and over again. Same parts over and over again, yeah. Okay. Totally true. Um, sorry, if I have to think about what I had done back in the day, you know, it's probably similar, but probably, like, I remember Sega Genesis a lot, and I play a lot of Sonic. Yeah. yeah. But same thing, you play the earlier levels, once you start getting to the levels in Sonic where you can drown. Yeah, it's like after, because um, what is it, it's Green Hill Zone, oh, that's mm. Sonic 2. I mean, I played all three okay. up until Knuckles. Because I played Sonic 2, I think, the most, which starts with Green Hill Zone, and yeah. then maybe it's Chemical Zone, and then maybe it's the Casino level. Yeah. I mean, I think Green Hills is, like, the first level in a lot of All of them? them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it always starts with, like, outdoor happy woodland creature shit, and yeah. then Dr. Robotnik comes by. <laughs> That's my Dr. Robotnik music. Um, yeah, so that that would make sense to me. I'm trying to think. See, my parents never played video games. Yeah. Oh, you know, I played a lot of NBA Jam. Oh, fucking NBA yeah. Jam. I, I, you know, I didn't have a Sega Genesis. My cousin did, but he lived in a different state than me, so I didn't get to play it that often. State um, of Euphoria from state all of these euphoria. awesome Sega games. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I, yeah, and I loved the Sega. I don't know why. we did When we had a Nintendo and we had an SNES, I, I guess we yeah. didn't need a Sega. Um but yeah, that's where I used to play Sonic, and um, I played some NBA Jam with him, too. NBA Jam is a great game. Yeah. <laughs> Super fun. <clears throat> yeah, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I feel like I played a lot of games that didn't have specific levels. Like, I, well... NBA Jam, Mortal yeah. Kombat, like something like that? Yeah, I played some Mortal Kombat Mortal and Kombat. some Street Fighter. Street Fighter, I played, yeah. uh, I played F-Zero. Mm. So the thing about that, though, is like... Obviously, there are stages, mm-hmm. but it's not like you play a campaign specifically. Right. So that's what I felt like. I play a lot of F-Zero picking different characters and playing whatever. Like, you know, you just choose a difficulty and you go. Yeah. <clears throat> kind of like how we play Mario Kart today. Yeah. And playing in a cup. Right. So I feel like that's what I did. I didn't play so many, like, campaign-oriented games over and over again. Again, and we're talking back in the day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really back in the day, probably not me either. I mean, my my... So my parents don't really play video games either. My mom likes puzzle games. Like, she's really into Candy Crush Saga as an adult. Sure. You know, so we used to play a game on the N64 called Pokemon Puzzle League. Mm. We were really big fans of that. We played a lot of that. Um, she loves Tetris, like, things like that. So right. we, her and I played a lot of Dr. Mario together, and we still do sometimes when we when I see my mom, we'll play some Dr. Mario. Um Oh, and I have for the I have it for the GameCube now. It's called the Sonic Mega Collection, but it was a Sega Genesis game called Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. Did, okay. you, did you ever play yeah. that game? Yeah. Super fun, <laughs> speaking of Sonic, um, which is similar, and my mom will play that too. But anyway, the point is, my mom didn't really play either, and so, but I liked to play with her. Right. And because I was really, like, I was really small at that time. She used to play Bubble Bobble with me too, yeah. which is was definitely a favorite game of mine as a kid. Um, but yeah, she, I mean, she's not like, it's not like she really played games. And after that stage, like, she didn't go beyond that. Right. She didn't play the SNES even, you know? Sure. Well, so, I, so, so what's an interesting thing, what we're talking about here is that we're, we're playing co-op kind of games. 
that had to obviously be played locally. Like, you had to be sitting right. next to someone. There was no options. Right. And that is totally fine. Not weird at all, because that's how we grew up, right? Well, and you could only play with two people. I mean, that's just correct, having, yeah. when the N64 came out, that was a, a big shift in itself, just because you could play with three or four. Right. Instead of just two. And with that, the PlayStation uh, offered a peripheral that let you plug in, like, a four-player adapter port into mm-hmm. what your one of your one of two-player ports. So, like, you plugged in this weird half triangle okay. into the first part port and then had four player controller Gotcha. So then you could play games, very limited games, but games that yeah. offered four player compatibility, like Bomberman and stuff like that. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, also locally, though. Cool. Um, I didn't know that. So. Because I, I just thought the PS2 had four controllers? PS2. I don't know. I think. Maybe it must have. Yeah. Must have. Yes, right? it It'd be stupid if it, it didn't. Did. You know what it was? It was um, it was two by two, like one column of two and then another column of two. Gotcha. How they did it gotcha. Across. Yeah. I wonder why <clears throat> video game system companies settled on four. I think couch. Yeah. You know, thinking about like what you can you, especially two, because we're talking about TVs back in the day that were like. Yeah, not wired, right? Inches. We're talking about wired things. Well, I'm thinking size, too. Oh, yeah. Because your TV here is like 40-something. Four, yeah, I think it's 40. Um, But, like, that's probably as big a TV as I ever had in the living room. Oh, yeah. And, I think I think we had a 36-inch TV when right, I was growing up. Right, which is a little up. bit smaller. Yeah. Um, And they weren't widescreen. Yeah, they were square. So, um... Good point. So, I think maybe that, too. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I just never really thought about it. I mean, probably has something to do with the average family size or something. Being yeah. Family of four, maybe, and Team something like that. Team-oriented games, too. Yeah, two you and do two. it evenly yeah. split. Yeah, that kind of thing. It's just interesting that they all did the same thing. We're like, four. Four is enough. Right. Very rarely did I ever play games with four people at the same time as a mm. kid. Like, sometimes I would have a friend or two over, but would I have three friends over to play a game? Like, probably not that often. Yeah, I mean, I remember... I had a friend who had an Xbox, an original Xbox, mm-hmm. and that we played Halo 2. Okay. Split screen. And there's only three of us. Always three of us. So one person would get the whole top half of the screen, and the other two players would oh get the bottom God. players split in half. Yeah. That sucks. <clears throat> and, you know, it's kind of like like all things, you know. There's like the one good N64 controller. Right. So the owner gets that one. You know, yep, we yep, all get yep. Mad Cats. Yep. Uh, so same deal with that, you know. He brought the Xbox over, so he gets to play on the top screen. Yeah, totes. Um, That's funny. <laughs> but, uh, you know, then you wonder, like, you make video game purchases based on, like, who has what console. Mm-hmm. And then who wants to play what game. Right. Um, you know, I got into GoldenEye late. So it was a thing already. Yeah. So it was, like, a no-brainer to own it when I had it in 64. Yeah. Um but like Bomberman, I didn't know anybody who played Bomberman. Right. I just had it. Right. So that was like a me purchase and no one wanted to play. Right, right. Yeah, nobody ever wanted to play Bomberman with me either. That's funny. But now it gets a little different when we talk about games. And we could even still talk about that PlayStation 1 slash N64 generation. Mm-hmm. Because they started introducing some like story-heavy games. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Ocarina of Time. Yep. Metal Gear Solid. Yep. Those games that we identify as like kind of like our heyday of gaming. Yep. Um, our single player games where you have to sit down and listen or read story. 
and it goes through and there's ups and downs and all that kind of stuff and it's a little bit more complicated than your princesses in another castle you know right uh yeah i mean i think i think the generation before that might have been the real start of that maybe um so I feel like the SNES has some games like that. I mean, not to just pick on Zelda, but obviously A Link to the Past has a pretty decent story. Sure. For the I SNES, mean, so. But, so. Pretty fleshed out. Right. I mean, so Metal Gear was a franchise before Metal Gear Solid. Mm-hmm. That was also on, like, right. Commodore and all that right, jazz. Right, right. <clears throat> so it's not to say that there weren't games before. But um, not in a way that I think mainstream people took a hold of it. Sure. You know? Because um, I remember talks of a Metal Gear Solid movie all the way back then. Right, gotcha. Um, and obviously, you'd already had a uh, Zelda cartoon. TV show, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, excuse hey. me, princess. Very well done. Thank you. Come on, buddy. Bye. I'm trying to get the dog on the couch. Come up here. It's okay. Oop. Okay, so there's a struggle, and she made it. You know, not to make fun of Bonnie trying to get on the couch right now, and for everybody at home who can't see, what she did was when she jumped up, she landed on her two front paws, totally fine, but like her back feet didn't participate. (laughs) So she tilted forward, and then she tilted backwards. Like one of those birds in like a cup. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, anyways. Okay, so I think I'm not leading the conversation the way that you had originally suggested. So how how can we right the ship here? No, no. Are we doing it yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. We're doing a great job. I think we're doing 18. right. <laughs> iTunes Award winners 2016. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now we jump to today. I mean, is there anything else you want to say about that like kind of generation, like our you know late elementary, middle school? Well, I think uh, I think part of well. It's hard to talk about any of it without talking about it in comparison to what's happening now because, like, like I was saying, like, I would just get home from school and play Dr. Mario for 20 minutes mm. and then go do my homework or whatever. I see. Um, yes. So it's kind of interesting, too. Like, I, I don't know. Recently, I played Life is Strange, yeah. and that game is episode-based, and it sort of behooves you to complete an episode in one sitting because there's some stuff that happens at the beginning of the episode you're going to need to remember by right. the end of the episode. Um but that requires you to find, like, a three-hour block of time to yep. do it. I mean, depending on how much you want to explore the world and stuff during that during that time. So video games have definitely, in that way, shifted. And there was definitely a way where I used to play for shorter bursts. Right. Like, I'd pick up a game and play for ten minutes and then go do something else. And maybe it's because I was a kid and I was ADD, but I also think games, some games anyway, not all games, allowed for that. Sure. Play style. Um, yeah, I mean, I will say, too, like, so I play Destiny a lot. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and there's um, rating involved. Mm-hmm. And same thing. Like, I haven't done the newest raid yet. I imagine it's going to take me a couple hours. Right. And you're going to do it with five other people. Mm-hmm. So you have to kind of respect their time as well as your own. So, um, yeah. I get out of work at 6 o'clock, at home by six thirty seven o'clock. Then I've only got three or four hours to raid before I should go to bed so I can get ready for work the next day. And then, so, yeah. So then you're like, okay, well, I'll just wait till the weekend. Right. Unlike back in the day where you could be like, I could go home and play this video game anyways because it's not going to take up more time than I want to play it. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's really a problem that I have because, you know, the way you and I have structured our lives, I I have my Tuesdays and Thursday nights alone. So if there's anything I want to play, that's my time to do it, like something I want to play. But because of how long my commute is and how terrible my life is, I get like all of 20 minutes to do something fun on my Tuesday and Thursday nights. Um, 
And it, it's tough to, like, have a game to play that's going to allow me to just play for 20 minutes. Right. It's just tough to find that game. <clears throat> that said, there are, are a lot of games these days, too, that do allow for that. Because they have, like, qu- quick save, like, those, like... Sure, like, you could choose to save. Well, no, no, no. Even the ones that, like... Like, whatever. I was playing Rise of the Tomb Raider today. Like, they have those little saves at the in the bottom right, the autosaves. And those oh, happen, like, every, happen five every five minutes. minutes or yeah, right. 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 Yeah, so, yeah. technically, you could put it down at, at, as soon as you see one of those. Sure. Without That's an true. issue. Yeah. You know? I mean, we're playing Borderlands 2 together right now, and it's kind of a similar concept. Yeah, right? totally. You're like, you'll hit a point where you're just, like, it's saving just in case. Right. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you like to to finish a mission or whatever, but, like... You know, if you had to just put it down, you could. Yeah, I mean, so the interesting thing about Borderlands compared to, like, Tomb Raider is that Borderlands does have missions. And then when you're done with the mission, like, you can select another mission, but you haven't started until you got there. Right. So that's, like, your breaking point. Yeah. Tomb Raider and Uncharted or whatever, like, you're in the place because that's what you have to do. Right. So, like you said, you'd want to... A stopping point would be better when you're done with the previous area. Right. Like, wholeheartedly, as opposed to, yeah. Yep. Totally. Totally true. Anyway, so yeah, that's interesting. So, um, I will say there are some games that kind of still encourage that like quick playtime, like Rocket League. Yep. We were playing that. Yeah, Super Smash Brothers. Um, even Mario Kart, Mario I would Kart, say. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, even Mario Party if you go straight to the mini games. Maybe. Okay. Well, just shit on my. <laughs> I mean, less so than Mario Kart, and, and because whatever, a board takes half an hour or whatever, but that's still. No, I'm saying skip to the mini games. Sure, but the, but the game you're saying encourages you to. I don't think the game encourages you to play just. The well, mini not games. encourages you to affords you the opportunity. Affords you the opportunity, right? Because obviously, yeah. Rocket League would I'll want you to play that. for two hours. Also, I see. I see. Because the, the timer on that clock is five minutes. You're right. not playing for five minutes. Right. Fair enough. Jesus. I mean, you said encourages. Okay. Well, I misspoke, but I didn't <laughs> have to play a whole map, you dope. <clears throat> um. Anyways. Oh, yeah. So, I don't know how to bring this conversation around. I'm sorry. It's okay. I mean, I, well, I think that um, the the biggest thing that has changed games, I mean, four controllers was a big deal from yeah. the two, for sure. But I think the biggest thing that changed games is, is online mm. capabilities, sure. online gaming versus having to game with the person sitting next to you. Versus having to game alone. Like, I'm curious, like, how many people did play with a second person? How often? You know, because, like, games like the original Super Mario Brothers, like, playing with somebody, it's not like it was a co-op game. Correct. Like, you went, then they went. It was, like, arcade style. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Like, right. all those games are kind of arcade style. Nobody was two people playing at the same time. It right. was very infrequent, anyway. It was that way in Mickey Mouse Capades, just for the record. <laughs> did you play Ocarina of Time alone? Yeah, I played Ocarina of Time alone. No one watched you? My mom watched me, always, yeah. Because the first time I played Metal Gear Solid, I was playing with my cousin. Mm. And we... You like took turns? We would take turns, or we would help each other out, or kind of like... Fuck, what the hell game were we we were playing recently where one of us was watching the other person? Oh, like as we were playing through Doom together. Doom, yeah, right. Um, You know, same kind of concept. Yeah, you know? that makes sense. Because um, one person maybe is better at the stealth, and one person's better at the combat, and you know, I like I let you travel around because I jump off of pl- maps or whatever. Yeah, but then when yeah. you got a room full of monsters, and I took over. That right. Um, so I felt like that's how I played that game. Gotcha. But yeah, games today, obviously Doom being a game that came out this year, um, sure. is obviously 
allows you that opportunity. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, because the other weird thing, too, is there's streaming. Yeah, streaming's totally a weird thing, too. Because um, I, I bought Dark Souls 3, mm. thinking I was going to stream it. And I was just terrible at it. I wasn't even having fun. <laughs> to be fair, I, from what I understand, everyone <clears throat> is terrible at Dark Souls 3. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's true. But, like, I was... People still push through. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was so terrible, I couldn't push through. Gotcha. I, I sold that shit back. Yeah. Um, but because of streaming, like, there's an opportunity for people to play without ever really technically being alone, if that makes sense. Because right. of this online thing. Yep, yep, you yep. Um, and then similarly, so we haven't done it, but Borderlands has matchmaking. Mm-hmm. So when we sign in, mm-hmm. we could look for people who are playing at around our level and just join their game. Oh, interesting. And it's just open and we never have to talk to them. We'll just follow them around and we play. And so you just do the same missions or whatever? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, the the whoever the host is gets to pick the missions. Gotcha. Um, but you'll level up the same. Interesting. That jazz. Yeah, kind of crazy. But very different, obviously. Than, very different. That's actually really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I always figured we could, but I wanted us to get through some like preliminary stuff to understand. Yeah, before totally. Before we got there. Totally. All right, so... Yeah, I mean, online gaming has definitely changed things a lot, especially because of, like... So we have talking points that we've wanted to talk about, like, for other shows, but this is going to kind of cover some of those loosely. Yep. Because there's, like, how you communicate online. Yep. While playing online. So what was, like, one of the first games you've played online that you can think of? Like, self-starting. Like, you're like, I want to play this game online. Hmm. Because I have an idea of what it is, but... I don't want to suggest incorrectly. Well, it, it depends on what you, you <clears throat> count as as online gaming, I guess. Because like when I was a kid, I I was on like Neopets, and I used to have, okay. have Neopets sure. friends. Okay. And after that, too, or sometime around that same time, probably I used to play a very stupid online game called Habo Hotel. Oh know, yeah, 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 yeah. So that was like thing that I played online with people. Um, I don't know. So, 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 so I, I joined Club Penguin for a little okay. while. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, things like that. Well, so talk me through, like, different. the communication aspects of those games. Because actually, they are going to be more communicative than the game I was going to suggest, which is Last of Us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, That's the first, like, console game I ever right. played online, probably, yeah. I think, myself. Um, because I imagine all those had some type of, you know, location based chat function yeah yeah so in neopets anyway like there was a time at which i belonged to a guild and so my guild had members and there's um like a message board kind of feature the only way you could chat was through there was no um live chat option everything was message boards and there were other um like the neo boards where you could talk to the general public or whatever to anybody uh yeah um yeah, so that's what we did. And then, of course, like, if you met anybody, then, like, you could exchange your AIM names or whatever. <clears throat> exchange your what? AIM oh, screen AIM. names. Yeah. Um, I thought you were saying some weird um, <laughs> Neopets sex No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> Have a hotel. I think there was... Because, uh... like, Club Penguin has that live chat kind of thing. Yeah, I think Have a Hotel did, too. Yeah, if I recall. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, there was, like, a it's live like chat. A limited, it's, limited, sure it's, like, limited, It's, like, a chat filter, so you can't say Club Penguin explicit, definitely you know. did, because that was for kids. But, um, yeah. Yeah, and there was an, another thing. It wasn't a game, but I, I used to go on something called the Palace Chat. Okay. Which was really just a chat room, but it was a chat room in which you had, like, avatars. So you could move around the room and, like, do mm. stuff. Um. Yeah, that, that's all. That's all my my foray into online. But I mean, stuff. it was always positive. It was negative. Was it hard? Was it scary? Well, uh, 
Club Penguin and Neopets are kids-based games, so I never had any problems there because those, like, websites or whatever, like, can filter stuff uh-huh. or whatever. So, right. like, you weren't, you couldn't swear and you right. couldn't whatever and however it was. So that And there was never any issues there, I don't think. Um, have a Hotel, I mean, it wasn't a competitive game. Sure. So it didn't really breed any sort of... That isn't to say that people didn't say, like, random weird stuff or whatever that was inappropriate, but it didn't breed, like, anger. Okay. You know, because it wasn't like you beat somebody at something, and so... Right. You know? Okay. Um, Yeah, I mean, I played... Let me see, what did I play online? Well, probably the first online game I've ever played, because I was never a PC gamer. Mm -hmm. And if you're a PC gamer, that's great for you, but leave me the fuck alone. (laughs) I want to play on console. Uh, so there was a network adapter attachment for the PS2. Okay. Because it didn't come natively able to play games online. Gotcha. I bought one when PS2 was going out. <clears throat> so like I was like in the last couple weeks of like Call of Duty and Battlefield 2 and that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, you know. So those are my first online games. And um, same thing. Like you just had to buy more. You had to buy a headset or whatever. Right. And I didn't, so that's where, you know, such iconic things as, like, the tea bag comes into play. Right, of course. Because then you, you know, that's the way you communicate without a microphone, by humping someone's dead face. Right. I, actually, it's one of the reasons that I liked playing The Last of Us online, is that there... Right. There you, isn't, right? Or there, there is. There is. You didn't need, and you can mute everybody if you want. Yeah, I'd, I don't have a headset, and I, yeah, that must have been what I did. I muted everybody, but it was yeah. part of what I liked about it, because I could just, like, play, yeah. and I didn't have to, like, have conversations with people, or have people yell at me when I fucked up, or right. whatever, you know? Yeah, I mean, It seemed less intimidating sure. than jumping into a game of Halo, right, you know? Right, right. Yeah, because then I had a headset when I was playing on PS3 for something like Call of Duty, or whatever, or Microsoft I had a headset also, um, all my Xbox 360 stuff. Right. Um... I mean, you find out how not necessary communicating is with a lot of those types of games. Yeah. Um, especially, like, if it's capture the flag, capture the flag. Right. If your team's not playing up to snuff, then they weren't going to play up to snuff if you were talking to them. Totally true, yeah. Um, but then, if we jump way ahead to, like, Rocket League. Right. That game... So there is in-game voice chat, but almost no one uses it. Um, in terms of, like, randomly finding people to play with. Yeah, I've never come across somebody using it. But there's that quick chat function, yep. which are like your text shortcuts via your D-pad. Yep. And like, and you could type also, but like people are dicks in that game. People are dicks in that game. Um, you get someone on, so like Amanda and I are playing doubles, right? So we're on our own team and someone else is on their own team. And Amanda shoots and there's a person in goal and they just don't save it. So the other person on that team will just spam what is saved like eight times. Yep. And it's not much. Right. But, like, you know. Yeah. And we feel, wow, that guy's being a dick. And, you know, the guy who couldn't make the save is going to feel something. Yeah. I mean, sure, he could let it, he or she could let it, like, wash over them. But it could also just annoy the fudge out of them. Yeah, no, I felt really, well, and that's maybe a difference of of who we are as people, but I've felt really badly before, like, about missing a save because some, or something like that, you know, if I missed the save. Well, because it's a team-based game. Yeah, yeah, and and somebody on my team is being a dick about it to me, you know? Yeah, it's 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 one thing, too, if the other side is being a dick, because it's like, all right, yeah, like, that's banter, maybe, you know? Yeah. But uh, yeah, when somebody on your own team is like, my my teammate sucks or something, and I've seen people say that. Um, it's, uh, hurts you in the feels. No, it's fucked up. Um, 
I mean, I'll, I'll tell you too, that, that's something I encounter a lot when I played like Call of Duty Modern Warfare and stuff. Mm-hmm. Because you're playing and uh, Overwatch f- kind of did away with the, not did away, but they, let me talk about what I'm talking about. Yes. First, I guess. Okay. <laughs> so Call of Duty has your KD, your kill death ratio. Mm-hmm. So as you're playing throughout a match, you can see if your team's winning or losing, and if you're whichever, you can look at your the whole score like as it's going on. Right. So you can see Doomstachio, which is me, has right. died 17 times, has killed three people. Right. Which means I'm creating point opportunities for the other team. Right. So that would cause people on my team to start yelling at me. Right. Um, and then, yeah, and then that's just a terrible situation to be in because, like, what am I supposed to do? Right. Um, and again, if you can ignore it, that's great. But traditionally, I'd get emotional and I couldn't play as well, and I'd be playing shittier. And then they're right, criticizing yeah, me like more, and it's just like not fun. Bad cycle. Yep. But then what Overwatch did was they don't show KD. I yeah. think you could look it up yourself later. Right. But it's not part of the post-game point system. Hmm. Um, so I could have ran in and died twenty times and got two kills. It'll say two kills. Right. Um, and that's not so bad. Yeah. You know. Um. Which is good, you know. I mean, I think in a competitive environment proper, sometimes that KD matters. Yeah. No, it does. Yeah. So, not to say that it always needs to be taken away, but it's cool to see Blizzard kind of take note that that's kind of a toxic Well, th- yeah, that's the thing. It's like, um, you know, they're leaving it there is leaving, they know it's leaving an opportunity for people to be bullied and right. to bully people right. or whatever, to be mean and rude and whatever, you know. And it's it's stupid because, like, obviously there's some people who spend the entire day playing this game and they don't do anything else. So maybe they're really, really, really good. But for the most part, like, everybody has a bad round every now and then, you know? Like, yep. everybody fucks up, so. I mean, what? We were playing Rocket League last night? Yeah. And, like... And I was playing, like, trash? Well, I wasn't going to say who specifically was playing, like, trash. <laughs> but, yeah. And I, I mean, had only like... 60 points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, like, we ended that game, like, under a lot. Yeah. And it's like, whatever. But the next game, we came back. Yeah, of course. Right, exactly. So everybody's just going to have a bad round or yeah. whatever anyway. But then, so in a world where everybody's randomly being matched up with each other, it's like hard. Yeah. Because you just did really well and then you come into this team and you feel like it's this person's fault while you're losing your streak or whatever. You totally. Know? Yeah, I mean, it, it just... Rocket League really struck me because that's the first game I've played um, where people have been mean to me. <laughs> yeah. Or I've seen people be mean to other people, really. And um, for the most part, and uh it's just like why because sometimes you like go into a room and it's like the first thing that happened so it's not even like you're already dead because i can understand if you're losing eight to two i can understand like why you're going to be kind of salty right but like sometimes like the other team will score one goal so it's one to zero and there's still four minutes and 30 seconds left in the the match and somebody's like fuck you fuck you fuck you (laughs) and i'm like you need to chill like why are you already angry (laughs) yeah i mean my brother you know he's an higher rank than you and i are so I think there's a unscientifically, I'm guessing, but there's like a kind of a correlation between high ranked players who play a lot mm-hmm. and then the saltiness. Yeah. So my brother will play and then there'll be a score within the first 30 seconds and then the team that got scored on will be like GG. Right. Team sucks. Yeah. It's terrible. You know, whatever. Yeah. That's just like, it's tough. And I get it because they're worried about their rank. Right. So that, that sort of makes sense a little bit, but yeah. like... Ugh, like, calm down. It's just a fucking game, bro. Yeah. yeah. Just my, a game. My brother plays League of Legends also, mm. uh, and that also has a ranked option. My brother has been top ranked for a long time. 
Right. Uh, top rank as in the highest rank you can be, not right. necessarily in the tier skill level, whatever. Right, right, right. But he's, you know, so there's a thing in those games called a Smurf account. Mm. So it's a skilled player creating a new account. So the skilled player is playing with all these new players, technically I see. speaking. Yep, yep. It's generally frowned upon, but there's like reasons. You know, maybe mm-hmm. you didn't like things that you had done previously or whatever. Yeah, League yeah. Legends doesn't count because it doesn't really matter. Right. But like maybe you just want to play under a different name. You know? Yeah, sure. So it's whatever. So my brother said that, like, it's much nicer pre-level 30, which mm-hmm. is the max, you know? Right. As soon as he hits 30, it's like people are assholes all the time. Yeah. Um, or maybe not even. Like, then once you're 30 and then you're in a tier, silver level is much nicer. Gold level, everybody's a jerk. You know? Right. So, you know, he's noticed that, too, and sometimes it, like, makes him not want to jump up that next level because he can. Yeah. Uh, because he doesn't want to deal with that shit. Yeah. And especially a game like League of Legends, a match is 40 minutes, generally. Yep. So that's 40 minutes of having people yell at you. Yeah, that's right, yeah. That, that's yeah. the thing, too. Like, the Rocket League match will be over in five minutes, so you can get out of that group right. and get a new one. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. I, and, yeah, I just don't I just don't understand why people get so angry. Yeah, I mean, it's why people, you know, throw something at a TV when they're a sports team. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Or, you know, yeah. I don't like it. No, it's not great. And it's mm-hmm. probably not healthy. No, definitely not. Chill out. <laughs> um, but so what about like in terms of like how into a game you are? Do you feel like games that offer opportunities to only play for five minutes and then leave are as engaging? You know, do they have to try harder? Have they are they as engaging as they've always been? I mean, it depends on the game, right? Because, like, I don't blame Life is Strange for doing it the way that it did, right? Because yep. it, it makes sense for that game because of the story and because of, like, the gameplay and what it is. Right. Um, but it'd be nice, I think, for, uh, for gaming companies to consider the fact that people don't always have huge chunks of time. Right. Um, and so if there's a way for your game to be enjoyed in shorter bursts, that could be beneficial. To the gaming community at large. Yeah, I just feel like we've gone in this way that's just like, yeah, you have three hours. I'm like, right. no, I don't have three hours, you know? Right. And, and it's sad to me, too, because, like, sometimes I just want to play a fucking game, you know? Right. And it's like, by the time you sign in and you load up and whatever, it's like, I got five more minutes left, you know? Yeah. It'd be nice just to play, like, a round of something. Right. But even Rocket League, those five-minute matches, by the time you queue into a room and everything, it's going to take you at least ten minutes. And I, well, I'll tell you, too, if you're losing... If there's or if it's a high scoring game, yeah, there's like a forty second buffer time, right? Goal, replay, load right. in, countdown, play, yeah, totally. Um, so really, the game is the fastest when no one's scoring, right? You know? Right, right. Um, yeah, it's true. I think there was that one time where you and I were playing and the five minute match ended, but we were tied. Yeah. And then we played overtime for six minutes. We did. That was a yeah, crazy, that was nuts. crazy fucking match. I think we ended up losing anyway. I think we but did. That was really fun, though. So it was, it was really fun, but also very stressful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good point about like load times. Doom's load times were fucking shit. Fucking shit. Yeah, really you know, fucking long. That was the penalty for dying, was yeah. that you had to wait 20 minutes for the level to reload yeah, up no, in the same place. Yeah, no, it's really true. Though, actually, I will say, like, towards the end of that game, when I was getting to some bosses that I died at a couple times or yeah. whatever, I, like, needed that, that oh, load time right. to, like, chill the fuck out, because I, I was, like, so stressed. Yeah, so so I guess there's, the, there's a small benefit there. Yeah, yeah. A small silver lining to those crazy-ass <laughs> load times. Well, because I'm trying to think, because, so Borderlands is what we're playing now, when you die, well, the one good thing is, like, you could die, and I can die separately, and it's fine. Right. Right? Yeah. Um, 
But uh, I feel like the load time is not that long. But I haven't like game overed properly in a while, so maybe maybe I'm misremembering. No, the lo- the load time's not bad, but you get respawned far away sometimes. That's well, all. and I was gonna bring up Overwatch for that. Yeah, because Overwatch gives you a pretty quick respawn timer. Like you have yeah. to watch the the death oh, yeah, cam, yeah. and then you come back, but you spawn far away, really far, yeah. Um, and I think that acts as a like a spawn cooldown. Yeah. So that everybody doesn't come right back where the action is. And I think that's better, so you're not waiting. At least you're running. Yeah. That's more fun, I guess. And it's kind of <laughs> clever in that if you're on offense and you're pushing harder mm-hmm. and you start losing, the defense gets an opportunity to push back because yep. it's going to take your team longer to get there. Right. And similarly, they'll get an advantage because they're dying right where they're trying to play anyways. Yep. Um, not to give Overwatch too much credit because it's an overpriced piece of shit, but... <laughs> Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah, anyway, I, I just think uh, it's it's just interesting how how we play has shifted over time and how, I mean, Jerry and I like to play video games and we like to play video games together and mm. we don't like to play video games competitively, although we do. Mm. We will play Super Smash Brothers against each other or whatever. Yeah. But even when we play Mario Kart, like if we're trying to win a GP... Right, we'll play who, kind of like on this makeshift team kind of thing. Right, yeah, exactly. So whoever wins the first match will then... We'll try to make sure that person continues to win so right. that we can get... So the second place GP. person will then like go around with their red shells trying to take out people posing as a threat. Totally. And it's kind of fun that way. It is kind of fun. The other day you suggested, you know, like, oh, can you play one-on-one in Rocket League? Yeah. And I was like... You don't want to do that. I don't want to play one-on-one with you. Oh, I thought that's what you asked. No, I mean like 3v3 with us on opposing teams. Oh, no, not in multiplayer. Oh, really? Yeah, we oh, could that's do a bummer. The, we could do it with bots. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bummer. Yeah. Anyway, so that that's what I meant. I don't want to play 1v1 oh, with you. Oh, I thought you were 1v1. No, like, you'll kill me. That doesn't sound like fun at all, yeah. <laughs> you well. absolutely destroy me. I'm terrible. Um... Yeah, so, but anyway, it's kind of interesting because we're always like looking for co-op games and they don't um, make them... I mean, maybe they never made them that much, honestly, because I remember having uh, this problem in high school. Okay, yes. Um, I'm on the same page as you. Okay. 40 minutes in. We're doing it. Okay. Um, okay, you had this game in high school. Yeah, and when I was trying to look for co-op games in high school um, to play with a friend of mine, uh, and they weren't easy to come by then either, yeah. really. So maybe it just they were never that easy to come by. Yeah, I mean, like you, so you had said uh, Mario had that arcade style two player you mm-hmm. know, where one person plays and another person plays yep i think sonic 2 might be the, one of the earlier games i can think of where two people played at the same time yep. personally again not against each other like a street fighter or something right where one of you could be sonic one of you could be tails um wh- no what about um like streets of rage was for sega uh, streets so of rage, any yep, or teenage mutant ninja turtles what was oh, that man, for i'm way off then yep you're, you're talking about off. turtles there, in time and yeah there was there were quite a few games side scrollers co-op beat-em-ups yeah that's a good point side scrollers yeah um but, but other than that as we get in today's day and age those split screens are hard to come yeah. by so yeah. borderlands does it and borderlands doesn't do it 100 great because we've had some reading issues where you can't really read the long-winded menus that appear in Borderlands because of our split-screen options. Right, yeah. But you and I want to play in the same room together. Right. So there's games that don't afford us that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Star Wars Battlefront. Yep. Um, Splatoon. Right, yeah. I mean, that has stopped us from buying Splatoon. Yeah. We would have bought Splatoon when it came out if we could have played it together online. Yeah. I mean, Overwatch too, honestly. The most fun Amanda and I had playing Overwatch was over a beta weekend where we played at our respective apartments. 
Oh, yeah. Um, that was the most fun. Yeah, because then we were talking, and you were playing, and I was playing, and we were just hanging out, and it was fine. Right. But we can't do that in the same room. Yeah. Which is a bummer, because we want to play video games together in the same room. Right. So, we end up playing a lot of Rocket League, and now I'm pushing us to play Borderlands, and we'll, you know, but it's very few, because they don't do the split screen. Yep. I remember when Destiny came out, it was kind of a big thing that a lot of people wanted split screen, because... They knew that they were into it a lot, and they wanted their spouses to participate. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, then like you get stuck there watching me play video games for six hours. Well, that's the real truth too, right? Like right. I'm like y- yeah. And it's not like you're against me playing the game for six hours. Absolutely but you not. You also want to play for that six. Right, hours. or I want to do yeah. something. I don't right. want to just sit around for six right. hours while you do that. Right. Yeah. No, it's really true. I mean, you know, when it's going to be, we're moving in together next year, so it's going to be a problem that we we right. face a little more viscerally, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, what we do when there's like. Either one-player games that we want to be playing right. or um, games that don't offer these options. Yeah. 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 So I don't fully understand. I mean, if it's from a strict price point, like it makes sense, they think, oh, we'll buy two PS4s. Right. And we'll buy two copies of the game. And then so Yeah, but that's also- crazy. Do you know anybody who's done that? I don't. And I, I know I like have some gaming couple friends. Like- yeah. Married, I mean, long time married yeah, gaming couple friends. Not specifically. I mean, I think I've heard that people did it for Destiny. That is but crazy. It, but it's got to be like a industry shaken game type, you know, like something that like because people were addicted to Destiny. People get addicted to World of Warcraft, you know, yeah. so they'll buy two PCs to have in their room so that they could play together. Yeah, I mean, I would love it. I think that sounds really awesome to have two TVs and to to play online together next to each other. I think that sounds dope as shit, but it also sounds like the least practical thing I've ever no, heard of. I mean, you're talking three hundred bucks for our consoles, sixty to eighty dollars for the game, another thousand for the TV. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, come on. So you're almost at like three grand just so that we could sit next to each other and play fucking Bubble Bobble. Oh yeah, yeah, it's, it's crazy. crazy. It's yeah. crazy, and that, yeah, so that's the only thing that that's kind of interesting to me. That, uh, there are a lot of shifts that online gaming has has brought about, like you said, with having to talk to other people, strangers you don't know, all that kind of stuff. But um, one of the most upsetting shifts to me is the way in which... I mean, and it's not just that, because it's other things too, like the fact that um, there's a big push to buy games digitally now. And when you buy games digitally, you can't bring them to your friend's place to play them with your friends. Right. You know, and that's kind of um, it's kind of a bummer. Yeah. You know, it just really like has changed the way that we... Play games with other people. Yeah. I mean, because Amanda and I have had to, like, figure this thing out where I own a couple of games on my PS4, namely Rocket League, um, or rather my account owns it. Right. So how can I let Amanda play it? So I had to bring my account over, and then I had to make her PS4 my home one. Right. Not a huge issue, but I don't live here. Right. So situations where my brother wants to play the games that I own. You know, it's a bit of a thing. I mean, right. will have to deactivate me. I have to reactivate me. Yeah. You know, and it's maybe and it's, 10 minutes, but it's right. annoying as balls. It's, it's easier if I have the disc and we do it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And we still, you and I have held out. We still buy discs pretty, ex- almost exclusively. Well, I will say that, because um, I, I had this realization the other day where I was like, well, we just bought Borderlands, the Handsome Jack collection physically mm-hmm. and i thought to myself before bed one night i was like well if i bought it digitally we could own it at both consoles because my account would be tied to both right so i could play on my account at home but you could play on your account here right and then we could play together right and then we could play together here whatever but the game is still 60 bucks right digitally we paid 25 dollars for it yeah mm-hmm. um physically yeah and i can just bring it back and forth totally true so it's really, and we're moving next year so. right so in several months couple yeah months. but you say that but there's a like you're like okay random story unrelated to geek and nerd culture right <laughs> i was away 
for a while. I forget why. Maybe it was vacation. But I came back and I was missing a pillow because my brother had it, taken it from me. I oh. don't know why. He was like sick over the week or some shit like that. He wanted an extra pillow. Gotcha. I normally sleep with three pillows. Now yeah. I've only been sleeping with two for the past months. Amanda said, you don't need another pillow. We're moving in together in like six months. But that's six months and I'm short a pillow. I should just buy Wait, why didn't you take it back from your brother? Uh, because he was using it. What the fuck? It's your pillow. That's fucked up. Well, part of it, I think... Bro, stole your pillow. I didn't know about this. Yeah, I told you about it. I think Because his girlfriend was staying over a lot. So I think that's why they needed the extra pillows. I see. Um, Well, and I don't know. My brother's corner is weird now. I don't know if I want his pillow. Yeah, it sounds gross. Yeah, he's done some weird stuff to it. (laughs) Um, But I'm short a pillow. And I specifically recall you saying I didn't need to buy a third pillow because I was going to get a whole bunch of pillows when I moved in with you. Yeah, that's true. But now I'm short of pillow. Maybe that's why I've been sleeping so terribly. Maybe. I'm going to buy you a pillow. No, don't buy you a Just pillow. take one of the pillows that I have. No, because then I'll be short of pillow here. <laughs> <laughs> I want pillows everywhere. I want my games everywhere. Tied together. Uh, I Boom. see. I see. Boom. 2016 iTunes winners. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great podcast. Yeah. Everybody loves it. No, but that digital stuff is really difficult. Um, no, it's really a bummer. Yeah. I mean, because my friend Colin has, like, got really gone the digital route, and I understand why. That's the way the world is going to go, and he's, like, up on technology and tries to be the first person to do the, the cool, hip thing. Right. Because um, he's an IT guy, and he knows what's up. But, like, uh, I can't remember what it was. Like, he, he was t- telling me about some game. He's like, oh, you should really play this game. I think you'd really like it. I already finished it. I can loan it to you. Oh, wait, I can't loan it to you because I bought it digitally and I am so sorry. Right. Like, that's how the whole thing went. I was like, that is a bummer. Yeah. People used to just loan games all the time. Right. I don't know. It just, it sucks. So I will say, and I don't have the specifics in front of me and I didn't realize the conversation was going to take this turn, mm-hmm. but when Xbox One was originally announced, mm. they had like this... They were going to be digital only. Oh, yeah. I remember right? this. This was crazy. It was a huge outcry. But the, the, it's this weird thing, right, where people retrospectively were like, that would have been awesome. <laughs> because what they were going to do, games were only owned digitally. You needed, like, a 24-hour check-in to the internet so that you could validate that, like, you don't load up an Xbox with a bunch of games and then sell the Xbox with the games. Or sure. Like right, right. Um, but there was going to be, like, a digital loaning option. Right. Um, which would yeah, that would them. all be great. That, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you could do that kind of stuff, then that, we wouldn't have any problems. Right. But I just think, it, like, the it's just frustrating to me that they're stopping people from playing games by making games the way that they're making them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Steam has a family thing. So me and my brother both have separate Steam accounts. Mm-hmm. But I own most of the games. But right. my brother can request access to the games via his thing. Mm. And I don't know if that's only locally or what. But that allows him to play. I mean, even if it is only locally, that's that helps because that's really bullshit. If it's in your fucking house and you can't play a fucking game, that's fucking stupid. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, fucking. Yeah, no, it's true. Um, So there are things like that. I mean, PlayStation. We've been playing around with this feature called SharePlay a lot. Oh yeah, that's been fun. Yeah, so Amanda is able to watch me stream to her specifically. Like I don't have to do it on Twitch or YouTube gaming or anything. Right. She just comes up on my TV so I can watch him play when I'm here and and, he's home. And we chat or whatever like that. Yep. And then you also have the opportunity to give controls over to that person. Right. So we've only been doing it for like a week or two. Yeah. But there's like a bunch of stuff. Now we could play Borderlands at our respective places because they have like a... If you could play locally for a game, then you could do the share play together. Gotcha. Which would mean that we're just playing it split screen. Instead of you seeing a whole thing and I see a whole thing. Oh, well then it's very good we didn't buy it digitally because that would would have been stupid. Well, digitally we'd get the full screen though. 
Uh, sure, but... Yeah. I mean, but it's little things. Yeah, and yeah, again, yeah. for half the price, it's not worth it. Right, totally not. Yeah. So there are, there are some things, but it's not nearly up to par where it should be with, you know, at least our gaming appetites. Right. Um, and honestly, as much as we play video games, we're not an extreme case. No. You know, again, you're calling plays way more video games than we do yeah he definitely so does. If he, he'll probably encounter these problems all the time yeah i mean it's just tough it's tough uh, um yeah I, I don't know gaming is a tough habit because it's something that you do at home and uh it's something these days that's very time consuming and it's tough to have somebody like i don't know i guess an analogous to this is my father likes to watch baseball games he's a mm. big baseball fan right my mom spent their whole marriage being angry that he would be in his room watching a fucking baseball game that she didn't want to watch with him. Right. Um, instead of spending time with her. And it's it's sort of a similar thing. It's like, because it's this thing that you're doing in the house in front of the other person's face that they can't participate in. And it's tough. And I mean, sometimes I, like, you might not want to participate in it. I don't want to play Destiny with J-Ray. Right. I just don't. Yep. Um, so it doesn't really matter. And that, you know, being able to play together cooperatively uh or split screened or whatever wouldn't fix it fix that problem but it would for other things you know so i i don't know it's hard because like how many people are are we talking about but i just don't know that like companies have done the research on this either to see like how many people would like to play split screen well that's the other thing too maybe they did locally yeah maybe they did and discovered it's not enough people but i would figure like a college dorm room you know, sure. they want to play split screen stuff yeah. and they can't. Or, you know. Anybody who lives with another person that yeah, also that, plays games. Right, that's where it's going to want to come in. Yeah. Because, again, we're talking about Or even about lives these... near another person, like a neighbor or something. Right. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's tricky. I mean, it's changing, and I think we're kind of in this middle ground, really. Yeah. Because the digital games, specifically for console, I don't think are where they're going to be yet. No, absolutely not. And we'll get there, and maybe it'll be cool. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll get there, and it'll be fine. It's certainly going to happen Yeah. the same way that, like, CDs are stupid now, right. and VHS tapes don't exist or whatever, and DVDs are going to go out just the same way um, s- soon enough, too. So, um it is crazy to think about. One, <laughs> one time, my cousin, who's, like, this, like, very meticulous person and he's very into technology and he was like he said to me with like a big grin on his face he was like someday we're all just going to be sitting in white rooms with nothing Uh (laughs) because everything will be like digital your music your whatever you won't need devices you won't need anything there'll be no like thing and he was like so delighted (laughs) because it sounded so clean to him he's such a neat freak anyway um that's kind of scary that's like a level of like kind of scary but um, point like is, player one shit. yeah, right. it's exactly right. Yeah. Ready player one shit. Yeah. Correct. Um, and I'm kind of disturbed by that. But anyway, point is, it is going to all go digital. So I hope this isn't the way it will be. Right. Because it's not working for me right now, you know. So they'll iron out the kinks. But it's hard. And it's hard to unroll change to people who don't want change. I mean, not to relate it back to this, but the freaking iPhone headphone jack thing. Yeah. Um, sometimes, like, uh, people were up in arms, right? I wasn't particularly up in arms about this thing. Because I was like, but change needs to happen. And this is going to happen. And it has to happen. Because that's how we move forward. And that's how we, like, it just is, you know? And so, 
sometimes I could get upset too. I just happen to not be upset about that one thing. But a lot of people were. And a lot of people are going to be upset when consoles go go completely digital. Right. There's no more discs anymore. Right. Obviously, we already saw people get upset when that was even suggested. Right. Um, but at some point, it's going to have to happen. There's no like good way to unroll that to people. There's going to be a point at which like there aren't books to pick up and read. <laughs> Hard copies of books. You, you know? think that's true? Didn't I we just talk about that? The, Did we? I thought we just talked about how like we always thought there were going to be books. There might always be books. Yeah. But not DVDs. And not DVDs. Yeah. Yeah. But any, yeah. And not CDs or anything. Books got lucky. Like that. Vinyl, apparently. Well, this is the thing. Like, vinyl's going to come back. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. It, Anybody who tells you that a music sounds better on vinyl record is a fucking idiot. Yeah. They don't understand the science of sound. <laughs> that is not accurate. Right. Right. Because <laughs> I could put a hard piece of lollipop into a, a line of a vinyl record and then that will forever be part of the music. You're going to tell me that sounds better? Right. A weird lollipop chunk in the middle yeah. of your song? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Anyway, but, it, you know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe these things won't happen because maybe people will resist it so much. But but it's sort of sad to see people resist change that forcefully. Was, and that was the feeling I had with the iPhone 7. I was like, I get but, it. It's I the, totally get it. Yeah, it's the company. It's sort of sad. <laughs> it's up to the companies to sell it to everybody properly, and I yeah. feel like they haven't. I mean, iPhone strategy. It's a tough challenge, though. Like to be fair to the companies. Yes, who and cares no. about companies, right? Yeah, but fuck them. They have more fuck money companies. Than I do. Whatever. That's. Fine. I mean, iPhones or Apple rather's strategy of like having their fucking phone conference a week and a half before their phone launches. Yeah, that's yeah. It's hard. Yeah, because then, yeah, everybody's going to knee jerk react. Yeah console companies waiting for these huge press conferences once a year e3 yeah um the game developers convention gdc right Um, all that shit is hard because we end up hearing leaks before it happens because they're companies with thousands of people in it of course right maybe not and then rumors get started and stuff right so yeah by the time those things get dropped news-wise we already have a preconceived notion of what it is and they're not selling it correctly based on what we think we know it's very true so then there's all these preconceived notions and then they drop it you know Mm -hmm. totally stupid so if microsoft right now says listen we tried something for xbox one it didn't work out but we will do it moving forward so this is our development plan what do you guys think and you guys being general and they pick and choose what they want to listen to from the right, of course. You know, local minority or whatever, but they'll move forward and they do that. But it seems like, I don't know, it's hard because gaming is like a community. Comic books is a community. Yeah, it feels that way. Right. So we as consumers have clearly shown that we are very dedicated to the things that we like. Right. It seems kind of nuts to me to watch a company dictate where that fandom goes. Mm-hmm. You know, so for Microsoft to say we are choosing that digital is the way is huge and bold and maybe inappropriate. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not asking for them to create some type of fucking council at Elrond or something. Right. You know, with elves and dwarves being like, all right, well, this is what we can contribute. But if it becomes more of a communal decision with input from, you know, different sources, you know, not just that, but maybe games media. Because games media also shit all over the Xbox One. Yeah, you know? right. So you get a lot of different types of people to jump in, and maybe it won't be such a difficult thing to try to get past. Yeah. Know? Well, then I, I will say there also has to be a better platform for that communication and stuff, too. And the people on our side of the table have to not be fucking dicks 
all the fucking time. Right. Because it's not, it's not a productive conversation. And there, there's got to be a way to have a productive conversation about what we want from our games, you know? Well, I elect Trump right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just tough because, I mean, it reminds me of, like, you're talking about, like, Parks and Rec anytime um, Amy Poehler's character holds one of those friggin' town hall yeah. meetings or whatever. Right, right. And the people come in and they're like, I found a sandwich in the park <laughs> and I ate it and then I got sick. Right. And now I'm going to sue you. And now I'm going to sue the right. town. Yeah. So, I mean, it's tough. It's tough, you know. I saw a when you, sign like, just by open a fountain it up that says, do like... not drink. So I made it into my tea. <laughs> and then I got sick. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, it's true. So there's got to be a thing that happens or whatever. But I guess I just, I just think it'd be easier. And, of course, it's their prerogative. And generally speaking, I would say that we haven't necessarily been steered wrong. By any huge decision that everybody's always crying about. I yeah. Mean, look I, at Heath Ledger. He was a great joker. <laughs> Chill the fuck out. Right. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think that's that's um, part of it, too, is that we have to accept the fact that, like, companies, because they're companies, are mm-hmm. assume the responsibility for right. moving things right. forward. And things have to move forward. We can't keep playing games the same way we've always been playing them. We wouldn't want to. Right. You know, it's, it's like... Um, you know, like when you're a kid and you don't want to take the training wheels off your bike because, like, you know how to ride your bike with the training wheels. Right. But, like, at some point your parents have to be like, listen, J-Ray, take the fucking training wheels off. You can ride a bike, I promise. And, like, and you're like, no, I'm afraid. I don't want to change. And that's when I emancipated from my family. <laughs> but, you know, you have to do it because people have to move forward. And, and um, it's tough to be the person who has to break that news to that kid. Right. And really force that kid to do it, you know, or to go to first grade or whatever, like whatever well, they that, do. But go that's to a new why school. it's hard to extrapolate this to like a company, though, because your parents have an idea of what's good for you as an individual. Yeah, it's hard to say because companies obviously, have your if best you're a dumb dumb, then they'll be like, you know what, you still need these training wheels, right? And you're like, but mom, I'm 15, and they're right. like, but you keep fucking crashing your bike. Yeah, whereas you know? companies are just looking for money. That's right. right. So it's good hard. point. It's that's hard. a fair point. Yeah, but and also too. Uh, we did kind of elect these companies to be these deciders with our wallet. With our wallets, right, exactly. You know, and, and, and again, like, people have, like, crazy amounts of respect. I never really know why. I'm like, you don't know this guy. But, like, people have crazy respect for Steve Jobs or or whoever, you know. Um, Bill Gates, these, like, innovators, right? And, it's like, somebody has to do it. And if if it helps you to put it on a person, maybe that helps. And if it helps you to put it on... If, and if you don't care that it's on the company, then it's on a company. But the point is, like... In America, because capitalism. Right. (laughs) Companies are the things that are the wheels pushing us all forward. So, you know. And we, and again, even if we don't want to, we've got to move forward. My mom bought an iPhone 4. It's her first smartphone. She bought it a couple months ago. Um, And we've all got to move forward. (laughs) You know? What does Marvel's Luke Cage say? Forward. Not backward. Always. Forward always? Is that what he says? He says it like five times in There's the course There's a famous of a couple quote episodes. from Walt Disney as well, which appears in the film Meet the Robinsons, that uh. says, uh, it, the quotes just keep moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a great quote. It is a great quote. Keep moving forward? Keep moving anyway, forward. Anyway, I can say that. <laughs> I feel like I've said that before when people are like, where do I go? <laughs> keep moving forward. I mean, that's like, it's like Akuna Matata. You got to put your behind in the past. Sure, but Keep that's why that's clever. <laughs> Keep moving forward is just literally three instructions that I've told people on an escalator. Fair enough. You're like, no, 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 you can't right. come down this way. 
shit all over Walt Disney, why don't you? Well, it's easy. His head is in that fucking jar. <laughs> He's not going anywhere. The jar is basically already a toilet. It, basically. <laughs> it looks like a toilet. shit talking he does about Jewish people. It's true. Oh my god. That guy hates <laughs> Jewish people and black people. That's it for this episode of Dangerous to Go Along. Yeah, I love that. That's a great place to stop. Thank you. Fuck uh, you, Walt Disney. Yeah. Let's watch fucking... Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. <laughs> um, follow us on Twitter at Danger Alone Pod. Follow us on Tumblr at d2ga.tumblr.com. Uh, visit Broken Jars on XYZ to listen to a bunch of different shows. We've got uh, the Great Scott Office Podcast. We've got the Dresden Files Podcast. We've got High Fantasy. We got 42 Entertainment. All types of stuff. Check it out. And uh, that's it, right? That's it. Have a great week, guys. Or not. Fuck you. <laughs> 